Powerful at Work Radio, episode 26. Welcome to Powerful at Work Radio, the podcast for professionals who see their work as a calling. I'm your host, Rosa Ponce de Leon, and together we'll explore how people can position themselves to make a real difference with their work. We will cover topics ranging from leadership to emotional wellness to what true power looks like and everything in between. If you're ready to do work differently, tune in and join the movement. Now let's get after it. The founder and CEO of Bluefield Leaders, Shelly Rowe is an Inc. Magazine Top 100 leadership speaker and certified speaking professional. Shelly is an engineer and former government and association executive. Shelly engineers leaders to see beyond the data by providing a foundation of self-awareness, empathy, and communication skills. Shelly uses neuroscience to transform touch-feely people problems into science-based technique. She provides virtual workshops, training, keynotes, consulting, and coaching. Shelly, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. And I am thrilled to be here with you, Rosa. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love your background. <laughs> so tell us <laughs> a little you. bit about yourself. I'm, I'm speaking of your like physical background, looking at your images and you'll get to that, but tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'm, I am a transportation engineer by training. I've been in that industry for over 20 years, I guess at this point, but a number of years back, I left transportation engineering and I now help teach leadership and management skills to technical professionals like an engineer who move mm-hmm. from that technical world into management and leadership positions. And it is a complete change and it doesn't always go well. Oh, that's, that's huge because obviously the focus now is on people when you're managing and stepping into that role. It's a whole nother world. So tell us a little bit about where do you spend most of your time uh, investing into these new leaders? You know, I, uh, uh, since we've had COVID, um, my work um, has gone all virtual mm-hmm. uh, because before I would do keynotes, I did a number of workshops, um, I, I do training on site at corporations, uh, but now everything is virtual. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it has gone better than I ever expected. So I do a fully interactive um, leadership development work with these technical people. Um, and I also use that time period during COVID to interview like 18 leaders in this field to ask them what are the skill gaps that they see when their technical people move into management. And from that information, plus my own experience in that, I've created a leadership system that is, is um, I, I think, a little bit unique in some of the things that we do to help them bridge that gap and to be good leaders. I bet you bring a totally different perspective. I mean, I, just hearing you talk before our interview, you, you talked about the imagery of your logo. Can you share that with our audience? Absolutely, because the logo, I'm very proud of it, actually. We just launched that uh, brand, and it's Blue Fjord Leaders, mm-hmm. so the image of a fjord. And mm-hmm. in some traditions, land and mountains represents the power of intellect and thinking. Mm. Water represents the equal power of feelings and intuition. In Mm. a fjord, you have the powerful interweaving of the two. It is my belief that the best leaders and the best managers also integrate those dual powers of how you think, how you feel, and bring that skill into their leadership in a skillful way, not just, you know, gut reaction, but in a very skillful way that weaving together of both of those forces 
that's what creates really powerful managers and leaders. Well, yeah. I mean, you ha- you're talking about people who have the experience and the background and if they've put in the work and you're a leader who's competent and who knows how to navigate some of the intricacies of what your people bring to you and you can help them work through their problems, you know, that's where the intelligence comes in. So I'm totally picturing you investing into the other half. I mean, do you find that, that the one side is weaker than the other? <laughs> My prediction yeah, but- is that you might... <laughs> It, 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 that is, that's true. Um, most of the people I work with are like me. You know, we start with a technical background. We mm-hmm. are very good. Uh, the, the natural superpower for the people I work with uh, is logic, analytics, details, facts, data, problem solving, very uh, regimented kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Then you walk them into a management role. And now it's, as you noted, it's about people and delegation and motivation and connection, all these feeling kinds of attributes. So what I have discovered in the research, Rosa, is that a lot of times we tend to try to just jump to management training like delegation skills or change management. But in fact, we need a foundational piece. And that foundational piece is self-awareness. It's empathy. The most common word I heard in my interviews, empathy and foundational communication skills. With that, you can do delegation and management and motivation and performance management, any of those other things, if you have that foundation. And that's all about self-awareness and understanding yourself and seeing others as humans. Paying attention to them as people. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's talk about empathy because that's a big one. I find that that's probably a common one for a lot of the leadership. It's almost like there's an avoidance of like being human because it's viewed as this vulnerability. And in fact, it's the most powerful thing you can do to connect with people. And I I find it frustrating sometimes because it's like, look, this person's just hurt. Like just pause, (laughs) give them a minute to be hurt. They'll come around. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and so that's my challenge to help them learn that. And cause I believe it's a skill. I had to learn it. I was mm-hmm. terrible at that. <laughs> yeah. I just thought everything was all facts and figures and data, you know, and it just doesn't work with humans. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I work with, with them to help them learn that. For example, when I teach communication skills to them, mm-hmm. I help them separate any kind of communication that we're having into the content of the communication and the context of the mm, communication. Yes. So they, they learn to hear kind of the factual exchange, you know, right. the, the data or whatever we're talking about, but also to listen for what's the tone, what's mm-hmm. the feeling behind the words, and then address both of them. And now that's where real communication starts to happen. And the context is so hard sometimes because we know what we're saying, but what people are hearing is totally different because mm-hmm. of our delivery and the word choice. And, and so how willing are, I assume when people come to you that, you know, obviously they want the help and then you show up and you go, well, actually, this is what we need to work on. And no, I don't want to work on that. <laughs> I really don't want to work on context or my delivery. Can we work on something else? <laughs> yes. Well, and how I, I do you deal with that? Well, I don't lead with, we're going to talk about your feelings today, right? So that's not, (laughs) that's not how I'm going to lead with a room full of engineers, for example. But what I do do that has been very powerful is I have them tell me what is their superpower? What are, and and they come up with things like, you know, analytical problem solving, all of that kind of stuff. Then Mm -hmm. I'll tell, I'll ask them, 
Now tell me the attributes of the best managers you've worked with. Mm. Now they'll tell me they're good listeners. They see me as a person. They're authentic. They have empathy. Aha. So now I'm able to say, do you see how different these two sets of attributes are? And it's always an aha moment for them. Oh, like, I bet. oh my gosh, look at that. And then I can ask, so tell me about what's in the gap. What are mm. you going to have to learn to bridge that gap? Mm. And they always tell me the same things, self-awareness, relationships <laughs> with others and communication skills. And wow. that's how we built the model. <laughs> that's awesome. And this is huge because we have a new generation coming in that's being uh, challenged in those areas from the very beginning because they've had all this virtual world in front of them. And I don't know if you're dealing with those younger generations yet, if they're coming into management yet in your industry, but is there an added challenge there? I think there can be. And, you know, that gets where we have to be radically self-aware and mm. honest. Mm. Uh, you know, why are we hesitant to pick up the phone and call someone? Why yes. are we, and if we were in person, why are we hesitant to go meet with them over a cup of coffee instead of just text them information and to be able to understand really what is that inside that's creating that barrier because it is a barrier to connection. Mm -hmm. I really do is. believe that as they move into management positions, they're going to learn how important those connections are, that human connection and you know, just like everybody else, we have to learn our stuff. <laughs> no, and, and some of that is normalized. You shared that story of, of being willing to just talk to someone. I remember being in office hours when I was in undergrad and one of the students came up to the, toward the end of office hours and was going to go have coffee with the professor. And I was like, wait a minute, that's okay. That's normal. And he just like, he just wanted to buy her coffee and pick her brain and like get, you know, extra knowledge. And I remember thinking like, I would have never thought to do that. <laughs> it's just, it was such a foreign concept until I saw someone do it. And then it was like, oh my gosh, this is like eye-opening. <laughs> I, I know. Right. And it's a very human a world thing. of possibilities. It, yeah. And when, unless you had seen it, you wouldn't necessarily known that was available mm -hmm. um, for those of us in technical fields. You, you go to school with people who are like you mm -hmm. and, and most of us are introverts <laughs> and so we, we're not really going to go reach out there. And so you don't see anybody else doing that, right? You, so you mm -hmm. don't see that behavior being modeled. So a lot of times it just, we just don't develop that awareness that we can be like that in a workplace and it's okay. We tend to be go, 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 get it done, do the analysis, you know, run the numbers. How much do we check off the to-do list today? All of that kind of stuff. A and lot of certainty. Yes. A lot of certainty. I, I think we crave certainty and we get addicted to it. And then it, we don't want to take chances in relationships. <laughs> yeah. The brain loves certainty and it, uh, <laughs> uncertainty creates a threat response in the brain. All, all of my work is based in neuroscience. Mm, um, so wow. I'm able to bring that science basis into um, technical people like an engineer, and it helps them grasp behavioral issues. Oh, to wow. be able to create a logical framework around the behavior they see. They go, mm. oh, that's because they're having a threat reaction. They're triggered. And I can help them unwind it and understand it intellectually. And it makes it less touchy-feely, woo-woo. A little more predictive. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That's really cool that you do that because um, it, it can be a learned skill and it's not like a, you know, I have to learn to do something completely obscure. There's data behind it for that as well. Yes. Yes. And they, that gives them a little bit of, of uh, comfort mm-hmm. to hang on to that they can make it a little logical, even though it's a sticky behavioral issue, maybe with them and their boss or them and their staff. Uh, just having a different framework around it allows them some new ways of, of working through the issue and managing a situation that can be kind of tricky for the best of us. Oh, totally. And do you find that you teach people to, to pause and listen more, your typical communication skills? <laughs> Absolutely. Listening skills, I swear, that's one of the biggest things I ever learned. So yeah, taking a step back, maintaining our own calm, our own center, which comes from Mm self-awareness and being able to really listen. What are we hearing from that other person? Again, back to that context, what vibe are we picking up from them? Mm -hmm. Um, And how can we help them process both the emotional content as well as whatever the actual situation is? Takes a lot of presence and calmness. And I I just am a big believer in the self-awareness piece. That's huge because I think that it's almost, I'm looking at this from the bright side, right? I I feel like you come to this, they come to you, they're at a disadvantage. I need to do all this work. I've had this aha moment and I have this huge deficiency that I need to overcome. But I almost feel like it can be an advantage to have to learn this because now you can teach it to your teams Mm -hmm. and help them to develop those skills earlier so they don't have to learn it all in one day the minute they get that assignment of management. That is the hope, Rosa. (laughs) (laughs) That is the hope, you know, teach one and let it spread throughout. Uh, So that's what I, I hope to do. You know, I, this work has literally changed my life Mm, and my career. And so that's what I hope to share with others and let them have their own path of self-discovery to their management strengths. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be awesome to see a shift in the industry for sure. Like I, that excites me in the work that I do as well. But, um, you know, are, are you finding that there's that support in the industry where, I mean, I don't know if it's too early to say if the research is there. Do you find that, that it's kind of a, a real early groundbreaking type of thing you're introducing here? Um, I would say it's a real shift. Uh, I don't know that anyone that does this kind of training with that market is doing what I'm doing. So it's mm-hmm. a very much a, a different approach and I have to go at it in a kind of an unusual way. What I do find, however, when I interview top executives in these mm-hmm. fields and they mm-hmm. may be an engineer that's gotten to the top, they have only been able to do that because they have learned this. Oh, wow. So when I talk to the executive level, they're all in. Mm. They get it. They understand it. They might articulate it a little bit differently, but they've learned relationship skills. They've learned empathy and the best ones are very authentic and can communicate about it. It's right in the middle group that is trickier, Mm. right? And those that are, you know, uh, maybe mid-career or later career who have not moved into management, they, they are the ones who tend to be much more resistant and they just want to do it their way. <laughs> because of that comfort, you know, we don't want to step out of that, especially when it, you start talking about, they haven't yet learned your framework. They haven't yet learned your, your predictable analysis of behavior. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's a big unknown. It's scary. 
It is scary. It is natural. Our, I think it's not. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Our brains don't want to go there, right? It's just so much more comfortable to do what we've always done and believe what we've always believed because at the heart of my work is a shift in belief. Mm. I, so we were taught there's no place for feelings at work. So that core belief has to begin to shift to value the um, kind of the other side of our brain and a very powerful side of our brain. Now, now let's explore that a little more because I, I can't imagine somebody, well, maybe some people do say there's no feelings at work, but who did anybody set out to say there's no feelings at work or where did that come from? Did we just kind of default into that? Or, I mean, where, where did we go wrong? I, I don't, I, well, again, I think it comes partly from that, that logical background, that thinking that everything mm. needs to be logical and rationally and be able to figure it out. So I've been told as a young engineer, there's no place for feelings at work. I had a oh, CEO at an engineer company tell me, why can't they just leave their feelings at home and do their job? Oh, wow. Right. So it's that bifurcation between I only want to know what you think and I just just go hide your feelings. Well, that's never going to work. That's never going to work. So that's part of that mindset that that I'm trying to create a shift around and just bring a whole human being to work. Yes, <laughs> because emotions don't have to be a bad thing. I mean, I, I think if anything, neglecting our emotions and leaving them at home is what makes us dysfunctional. You, you want people to be excited and joyful. Like, why wouldn't you want that? It's there's such a driver when you're passionate about something and you get to incorporate your emotions. Like there's value there that you're missing out on. There, there, yeah, I'll let you come teach one of my classes. There's total, <laughs> <laughs> there's total value in that. I think what scares them Mm. Uh, is the other emotion when they see people who are emotionally upset at work or they're frustrated or they're angry, they're having to deal with those difficult kinds of conversations. And those are also, um, those emotions can also be honored and managed in the workplace. Uh, one of totally. the things that we talk about is the importance of validating, mm. validating an emotion because it helps the brain settle down and become more calm. The worst thing that we can do, even though we're well-meaning, is to say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Mm. Oh, you know, don't think about it like that. Oh, you're getting upset over nothing. Those kinds of suppression phrases actually make the brain feel more threatened and makes the situation worse. Totally. No, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, especially the part where you're saying difficult conversations, I find so much going back to that idea that, you know, people hesitate to get into the emotions, like someone's hurting or whatever, like just confront the issue. It, it, it can show that you care, <laughs> not yeah. confronting the issue tells me you don't care enough to confront it. And, That's exactly right. And, and yeah. it's so frustrating. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> So many times. And it's not a hard thing to do to just say, oh, you seem upset about this, or it seems like you're frustrated by the situation. Just that simple validation, Mm -hmm. not, it doesn't approve of it or in any way condone it or any of those things we fear. It's Mm -hmm. just honoring that there is an emotion there. And that helps, as you said, helps people feel like they're being heard and seen and they're real and valued. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, totally, totally. Oh my gosh. I think you, we have probably had very similar experiences. 
But I, I'm such a fan of the work you're doing and the shift that you're creating in your industry. I think it's amazing. And I'm, I'm thankful too, to hear that you saying um, people at the higher levels are supportive because you're going to need that. That's so tell right. us about the, the, the latest things you have coming up, or is there anything you want to, you want to share with our audience? Absolutely. Well, you can find my work at bluefjordleaders.com. Um, I have a free resource that I'm very proud of uh, is the handbook for technical leaders. It's completely free. Wow. You can uh, register for it uh, on my website and download it. It's a 35 page PDF. It's all the things that I wish I had known that when I became amazing. a manager. So that's completely free. Um, I have my book and my book is called Think Less, Live More. Lessons oh, from a Recovering Overthinker that's available <laughs> on my website and at Amazon. And I'm also super excited that we're going to be rolling out uh, an online training program that uh, covers some of those basic fundamental elements and then big ticket items like delegation skills, uh, motivational skills. And it's going to be in an on-demand format with some live interaction with me so we can talk about some of these issues and help bring that skill in. So it's going to be a really good price point. So it's easy, accessible, on demand. People can fit it into their, their day however they need to. So we're looking to roll that out in the next month or two. That's awesome. I'm so excited. You're going to put out some good stuff out there. I hope yeah. people take advantage of it. And we'll put all the links in the, in the show notes. Uh, any final thoughts for today's workforce in 2021? You know, I think if I could talk to my younger self, um, I would say it's great that you're super smart and you've got all that intellectual power. Also honor the emotional side of yourself and people because it is that emotional piece, Rosa, that guides us to do the work that we are uniquely suited to do. I'm a true believer in that. I am a product of all that's come before mm. and it's because of listening to my heart that I've gotten to where I am and feel like I'm actually doing the work that I was meant to do. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Shelly. I really appreciate your, your wisdom and advice. You're very welcome, Rosa. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. Thanks for listening to Powerful at Work Radio. If you subscribe now, you're going to hear weekly teachings to shift your perspective on how to thrive in the workplace and stories from experts and career professionals who are daring to do work differently. And we want to invite you to the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also visit us on Facebook and join the group Empower to Bloom Tribe, where you're going to find tons of resources to help you on your career journey and also interact with like-minded professionals. I'll see you there.